Greetings, podcast listeners. This is Liz. And this is Melissa. And you are now listening to Odds and Ends Podcast. Boom. (laughs) I think you should leave that in. Yeah, for sure. We are coming from the closet. Wait, coming <laughs> the to you, coming to you live from the closet. <laughs> we got to make it sound fancy. We are here with Doctor Sigmund Freud. Yes, he's currently chewing on a bone. Yeah, <laughs> it's Liz's dog. In case you weren't listening to the last episode, Liz got a dog. His name is Dr. Sigmund Freud, so we don't have the actual Dr. Sigmund Freud with us. So he can't really give his opinion today, but he's more than happy to be in the background or come sniff a, a mic. Yeah. You might hear some dog breathing. Yeah, if you hear any heavy breathing and it's not us, <laughs> probably. Well, it might be. We'll see. It could be, depending on the story. Yeah, depending on the story. Um, he's back there chewing on his bully stick. If you hear some chewing noises, that's, also that's not him. us this time. We didn't have our snacks. We didn't before. have snacks. We didn't have snack hour. We're going to have to tough it out. Oh, goodness. You also forgot our new fan mail gift. Oh, my we gosh. We have a fan. We have a fan. A fan sent us eyeglasses with glasses chains Mm -hmm. and that fan is my mother (laughs) it still counts still counts (laughs) even if it's your mom it still counts she's our number one fan i think yes shout out to mama shout out to mama mary (laughs) so yeah so we we both have some glasses chains we're not wearing them because I don't know. We got to, we were distracted by dog things. Yes. It yeah. was a good reason. Yeah. It's a good reason. So the doggo is here. We're here. We got having some, our LaCrocs. We're having our LaCroix. I got black raspberry. There's a black raspberry. I got limoncello. Yeah. I should have tried black raspberry. Black raspberry is pretty good. I'd let you have a sip, but I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa does not share drinks or food. Or food. <laughs> I almost got my hand bit off. Food is for a different reason. That's because I'm selfish. Drinks is because of germs. I don't think I've ever seen hatred in someone's eyes. I did not know humans' eyes could just turn black like a shark eye. Gray gets so, like, Gray used to be very, like, asky about my food. Like, can I have a bite? And I would always just, like, glare. And I'm like, you know, because I'm going to get to the end of my meal and I'm going to wish I had that last bite. I'm like, I could have wow. one more bite. If it's something I really like. I mean, if it's <laughs> if it's a special meal, if it's a meal that is special to me, like my pancake that I eat every morning, I do not share a fucking bite of that pancake. I need all of those bites. And yeah, or the day's not going to go right. Yeah, but if it's like at a restaurant or something, or like it's a meal where it's like just a, a regular, it's a regular degular meal, then yeah, I'll give a bite. I'm not that bad. but Or if you order something at a restaurant with intentions to split it. That's uh, fine. Just there mostly has- don't take bites of my pancake. <laughs> you have to have a prenuptial food agreement. Yeah. This I- is for sharing. We're going to be sharing this. I just want to clarify that this is to be shared. Here's how many fries you get. Here's how many I get. Oh, it has to be even down the middle. 
Absolutely. Let's count it out. (laughs) I have so many weird rules and Mm -hmm. proclivities around food. I'm not sure if anyone's like that. If you are, please message me so we can be weird together. And go have a meal together. Go have a meal together and not share. And not share. <laughs> I'm a food pusher, so I think I'm a little bit on the opposite side. I'm like, here, honey, try a bite of this. This broccoli is to die for. Oh. Here, you should have a bite. No. Did you get enough? Are you sure you don't want more? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're like my grandmother. Yeah. My Italian grandmother. That's like, Yeah. You're like, no, I'm full. And she's like, no, no, just try a bite. Yeah. No, no, I'm pretty full. No, just try a little bite. Just try a little bite. (laughs) Like, no, really full. There's no room for one bite. And then they just, like, shove the spoon in your mouth anyway. Yeah, the women in my family are. My mom's like, okay, you don't want, like, that? Would you rather have, like, this? Would this be better for you if you don't want? Or we can make something. If you don't like it, don't feel pressure to eat it. Did you like? Do you want me to go? I could go to McDonald's. Or, like, you want fruit? Like, are you on a special diet? Or, like... (laughs) moms why are moms like that i'm not like that as a mom i did you slap your children's hand when they went for your food both of my kids know i don't share food or drinks um but like when you were cleaning off their little trays when they were little you didn't like eat some of those nuggets oh my gosh okay no wow the look on your really that's you think i'm gonna eat my yeah. kids' food after they've touched it and drooled all over it? They have it? made it into a wonderful, like, mixture of flavors. Have you ever had a mac and cheese handled nugget? <laughs> That's disgusting. So I'm, I'm having a hard time with this conversation. <laughs> You'll be a better mom than I am because, wow, no, cannot. <laughs> cannot. I actually... There was one day my daughter was like super thirsty in the car and I had I had a bottle of water and it was like the sucky kind where you have to like suck it through the straw. My my usual like Yeti cooler thing. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> she was like, Can I please just have a drink of your water? And I'm like, I'm the worst. No, you cannot. And then you continue to drink it in front of her? No, so I had to stop and buy her one. I had to like find a gas station to stop and buy her water because I'm like, I can't, I cannot. I can't let someone drink out of my drink. I just can't. I mean, you, you acknowledge your boundaries and were willing to make concessions to make sure your daughter remained hydrated and alive. I'm a great mom in other ways, so I feel like it all balances (laughs) out. I do like your kids. You do have great kids. I do have pretty cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Danica rollerblading. Yeah. Skating. She yeah. got quads. Oh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With her midriff out. It was like, Danica, you were just a child. I know. She looks so grown up. And like, yeah, she had on a little, her jean shorts and her little crop top. And I almost policed her outfit. I was almost like, oh, uh-uh, you're not going out like that. But then I'm like, you know, her and I have had a lot of discussions about, um, she's 12, by the way, um, about like her school's dress code and how mm-hmm. she's like, you know, I think it's really stupid that no one tells boys what to wear. Like, mm. the only, like, really rule that boys have at her school is, like, about hair. hair or, like, you know, they, they're they not allowed to wear, like, certain things with, like, um, gang colors, certain, like, different colors on it or sports teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gang problems here in the Central Valley, so that's <laughs> why, in case you're not from here. Because um, that was not a thing in Washington. When I moved here, I was like, wow, there's so many rules here about what you can and cannot wear. Really? So she's like, why is it like that, Mom? And we had to have the talk about, like, well, how people are always, like, policing women's bodies and what we're allowed to wear and not wear because, you know, we don't want to 
quote unquote distract the boys and it turned into a big long conversation so and then I'm like, you watched an episode of gangland to really show why the color <laughs> thing is there to really drive, drive the point home. Home. so we it's said like the same time <sighs> we didn't match today but we said the same time so i'll take it <laughs> we're not matching because i'm in disgusting gym clothes that i worked out early this morning in and still have not changed or showered because then i had to do work in the yard and then i had to do some art and then you showed up and i was like all right well i guess i'm dirty well, I'd like to share with the, the listeners that while she's saying that she's wearing, like, really hot booty shorts and, like, a cut-off tank and, like, you look like maybe, like, an REI ad or something. We're like, oh, I'm liking. Oh, you're sweet. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's get to our stories. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I think you should go first. Okay. I vote you first since I got to go first last. Okay. And make it good because this is the end of season one. This is... Episode 10. This is the end of season. I got so excited. Wow. Liz is choking on her own spit right now. I was like, (laughs) okay, we're good. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Excitement. You're vaccinated. I I know this isn't COVID. (laughs) I tried not to get spittle. I'm so. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Okay. Let's back back to the season one thing. Yeah. This is the last episode of season one, guys. Season two will start next episode. So, um, I thought we'd go out with a bang for season one, and I am going to talk about a very Uh famous and well-known cryptid. If you know what a cryptid is, everyone, does everyone know? It is a species. What, are they gonna? Are they gonna answer back? It is. Are a, they gonna, <laughs> are I they heard gonna, someone. I, I heard someone in the distance. Wait. They yes, said. They yes, said no. Yes. I do not know. What is that? Please explain. <laughs> oh, we were hearing two people. Cryptids are species that are rumored to exist that have had sightings. There's no proof, but do you know where I'm going with this? It's okay, your favorite. I'm really glad you said that because I think I was thinking encrypted. I was like, oh, she's going to talk about, like, the Da Vinci Code right now. Oh, hell no. That's too <laughs> complex. No. I was like, wow. <laughs> We're going to talk about Bigfoot. Yes! Liz has been oh, waiting. Oh, I am stoked. I was, I'm so glad I didn't say it, because I almost said it when you're like, we're going to talk about it. I was like, Bigfoot. But I was like, I don't want to ruin it. Da, da, so da. It's Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. I drove a little. Oh, God. (laughs) Contain yourself. Mouth issues over here today. You and Siggy. I know, right? Drooling all over my house. He's over there chomping down with his banana bandana on. I love it. I would, I want to do like a little, um, like Fred from Scooby-Doo, like a little ascot. But right now he's got it more like campery, like, like Mrs. Doubtfire style. Yeah. It's very cute. I never put anything (laughs) on my dogs because... I don't know. My dogs are stinky and disgusting. Anyway, <laughs> like Bigfoot. Yeah. So, segue. <laughs> All right. So, let's talk a little about Bigfoot. Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, is a giant ape-like cryptid that some people believe roams North America. Most sightings of Bigfoot occur in the Northwest, my homeland, mm-hmm. and the creatures can be linked to indigenous myths and legends of wild men. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. The earliest known report of a Bigfoot sighting was all the way back in 1765. What? Yeah. Really? So people be talking about, and there might have been, like, people seeing Bigfoot before then, but the first, like, known report was then. So 
That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I didn't, I don't know. I never really thought about when was the first sighting, but I came across that little tidbit of info and I thought it was interesting. That's great. I'm sure that's going to be a Jeopardy question, so I'm ready. Yeah, 1765. Remember that. There are many believers and many skeptics when it comes to the topic of Bigfoot. So, (laughs) we're going to, uh, oh, if you hear heavy breathing, this is good, like, um, oh, you drooled on me. Thank you. Can you sit? 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 Okay. Can you just in with your nose, out with your mouth? Just, yeah, relax, bud. So this is good, um, ambiance background noise for the Bigfoot story. (laughs) This sort of heavy breathing that we got going on. So it's fine. Bigfoot the dog. Um, Bigfoot the dog. So, uh, let's dive into the skepticism side of things and get that out of the way before we go into talking about the Bigfoot sightings, which is the fun stuff. So, skeptics. There is scant physical evidence of the existence of Bigfoot. So, there are things that have been found, evidence including hair, feces, skin scrapings, and blood. Skin scrapings, eh? Yeah. When a definite conclusion has been reached through scientific analysis, the samples have typically turned out to have ordinary sources. Mm. For example, in 2014, a team of researchers... <laughs> that? that was my stomach growling. Did anyone hear that? Ah, sorry about that. Um, In 2014, a team of researchers led by geneticist Brian Sykes from the University of Oxford in England conducted genetic analysis on 36 hair samples claimed to belong to Bigfoot or the Yeti, a similar ape-like creature said to exist in the Himalayas. Which is also north. Which is also north. They prefer the northern hemisphere. They do. Almost all of the hairs turned out to be from known animals such as cows, raccoons, deer, and humans. Mm. However, two of the samples closely match an extinct Paleolithic polar bear. These samples may have come from an unknown bear species or a hybrid of modern bears, but they were definitely from a bear, not a primate, which I guess... I mean, mean, Bigfoot could be... wrong about the ape thing. Maybe it's like an evolved bear. Bigfoot could be a bear. We don't know. So I feel like that could be something. That could be a clue. I mean, it's pretty crazy that the samples are from an extinct Paleolithic polar bear. Like, how'd they get here? I don't know. That's true. Maybe they were just, like, going there, like, I'm so tired of it being so cold. You can see my nets. Let's just get down more south. And then they got to Washington, like... I guess this is as far as we're going to go. Yeah. And then they evolved into Bigfoots. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And then pretty Big soon feats. they're going to keep going south and then they're looking for Mexico. Maybe where it's a little warmer. So when there's a plural of Bigfoot, is it Bigfoots or is it Big Feet? No, it wouldn't be Big I, Feet. I think it's like, I wonder if there's like a really cool saying, like a, like, you know, like a murder of crows. I wonder if there's like a, a babble of Bigfoots. Is a group of crows called a murder? Uh-huh. What? It's called A Murder of Crows. Oh, that's cool. It's actually a really good movie based on that. That's way cooler than, like, A Gaggle of Geese. <laughs> now that's funny. Now that's <laughs> not the coolest. That's... A Murder of Crows. A Murder of Crows. It crows are like badass. Alfred Hitchcock show. It does. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know what the plural is. I would say just Bigfoot. Yeah. Or maybe you could or, say... Or family. Family yeah. of Bigfeets? 
Big footsies. Big footsies. Big tootsies. That's what we're going to go with. Got it. Good job, Liz. Genetics provide another reason to doubt the existence of Bigfoot. The science suggests that there can't be just one elusive, unique creature. Many individuals would have to exist to provide enough genetic diversity to maintain a population, which, of course, makes sense. Like, yes. if, you're, if there's only one Bigfoot out there. Oh, I never thought it was one. I how thought are a they? tribe. Well, if that's the case, then this would increase the chances that one would eventually be killed by a hunter or hit by a motorist on the highway or found dead mm-hmm. by like a hiker or somebody you know so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but no bodies have ever been found but i think that you think that mm-hmm. maybe they're so advanced mm-hmm. that they have a sophisticated burial system yes i think that there's a buddy system yeah bigfoot buddy system Oh, I want to hear this theory. Yes. Well, I think that, yeah, I mean, maybe, like, the males go out and hunt together and, like, you know, a typical tribe, like the hunter-gatherer type, but they're always in pairs. So, like, if one gets shot or something, they take it back and they bury it. But, again, then you possibly could find bones, but perhaps they're connected to aliens and they just beam up the bodies are you've got me thinking aliens all the time now it's always the aliens i do not disagree with that hypothesis that theory i you know what if bigfoot and aliens and ghosts and paranormal shit are all just interconnected intertwined possibly yeah who knows well also it's something to think about is how much we're finding in the depths of the ocean that are yet to be discovered. Mm. What if that applies to the forest, too? I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. Love me some Bigfoot. Yeah. People do occasionally claim to find bones or other large body parts. (laughs) Find a Bigfoot penis. (laughs) Get the cast out, Mama. We gonna get... We're going to make them old. <laughs> Sell it to a museum. I wonder... No, I'm not going to speculate on Bigfoot penis. Okay, so, for example, <laughs> a man in Utah discovered what he thought was a fossilized Bigfoot skull in 2013. Mm. A paleontologist confirmed that the quote-unquote skull was simply an oddly weathered rock. So, <laughs> that guy in Utah was way off. Or... It's a conspiracy. Here's the thing. Or does the government know about the big tootsies, big feetsies, <laughs> Bigfoot clans? Mm. And are they making people go on the hush-hush like they are about the aliens? Using, like, the men in black system when you're, like, look into the light. Yeah. Zip, zip, zip. This was merely an oddly shaped rock. Merely. That looked just like a skull. If they don't have anything to compare it to, like, how can they confirm it? How would you pick up a rock and think it was a skull by mistake? Maybe he's just really stupid. Or maybe somebody showed up a knocking at his door Ooh. and that paleontologist door and was like, uh-uh, uh-huh. you're not blowing our Bigfoot cover. Mm. So this is an oddly weathered rock. Do, are we clear? 
So and the guy was like, yes, we're clear. And they're like, okay, good. And then they make this motion uh-huh. where they, like, drag their thumb across their throat yeah, to <laughs> indicate, like, you gotta make you'll, sound with it. you'll die. That's the indication with that motion. Or, like, a parent look. Like, stern parent yeah. eye look. Yeah. Just like how those men came to visit Terry in the hospital after he saw the aliens. That's true. They came to, quote, unquote, visit. There's a new Area 41, and it's a big tootsies. Because we say it's in the north. Bigfoot tootsies. Big Area 51. <laughs> yeah. Is that what I said? He said Area 41, but we were just talking about my age. So that's probably what you were thinking about. <laughs> this is Area 41 in my bedroom because I am 41. Oops, I keep hitting my microphone. Damn it. Okay. So, uh, but there is one very well-known piece of evidence that has been widely considered a hoax, but not proven to be. Can I guess? Yeah. Okay, is it the film? The, uh, it starts with a G. Isn't it a G? The something and something film. I don't know. It just says a short film taken in 1967 by Roger Patterson. Yes. I thought that said Robert Pattinson at first. <laughs> like, what is it? Yes, it's a Patterson. I was like, wow, he really is a vampire. <laughs> he was alive back then. Um, and Bob Gimlin. Yeah, see, I told you it was a G. It was a G. <gasps> Got it. I'm so good with my Bigfoot trivia. This video was shot in Bluff Creek, and it shows a large, dark human size and human-shaped figure striding through a clearing. So, uh, I, I feel like mostly everybody who has eyeballs has seen this video, because it's mm-hmm. the one that's just been circulated mm-hmm. all around over and over mm-hmm. again. And, you know, like... I don't know. Watching it, I'm like, that could be a person in a weird, like, Bigfoot suit, but... Okay. I don't know. It's pretty convincing. I know more about this. Oh, you do? I do. Is it a person in a Bigfoot suit? Okay. So, that film I was watching, where they thought it was a Bigfoot killer, Uh it was actually um, the Gimlick fella, who was absolutely adorable. I want to, like, adopt him as my grandfather. okay. But he was talking about... That they were riding through, um, golly, I forgot what the purpose was, but he said that they got out their camera and they were filming this and it just so happened that they, they captured this. Uh-huh. Well, then there's another fella who says that they hired him to put on the suit and go over so they could film him walking. I don't know. So who's the liar? I know. I know. Who's telling the lie? There's so many breakdowns of the film and, like, the I thought motion you were talking about of my it. Life. I was like... There's so many breakdowns. There's yes. so many. <laughs> I, I, I myself have them daily. <laughs> so many. I'm like, oh, so we're talking many. about my life now? <laughs> oh, still back on Bigfoot. That's why we're friends. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a meltdown? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, absolutely. Every um, day. I don't know. I feel like the motion... It, for when it was filmed, I feel like it was a if it if it was a suit was a pretty darn good suit. I want to believe. I want to be a believer. I want to be fun. We went to the museum. We talked to someone. Like we did. We Ooh. saw all the things. We got to tell you guys. Shout out to the Bigfoot Museum in where is it? It's uh, near Santa Fol- Cruz. Uh, it starts with an S. Is it Folsom? Not Folsom. No, that's where the prison is. Oh golly. Okay. Um, my bad. Here. It's near Santa Cruz, just outside mm-hmm, Santa mm-hmm, Cruz, California. Mm-hmm. But this lovely gentleman who actually is the owner, operator, founder of this Bigfoot Museum mm-hmm. is lovely. Felton, Felton California. It was an F. Yes. So 
he told us all of it. He actually got into Bigfoot because he had a Bigfoot okay. encounter himself. Oh, I wish I could remember his story, but it was great. Do you remember it? I don't. It we was when he was a kid. Him. Yeah. I tried and to call him or really? like get him on my the other podcast that I used to have, Strangish, for an interview. Um, but he was having like cancer treatments. <gasps> oh, so I hope he's okay. I hope he made it through that. That was like a year ago yeah. or so. So I don't know. I'll have to check back in on that guy. I mean, we could have him on as a guest. Ooh, what if we just go there? That would be fun. Okay, we should definitely put the picture up, though, on our Instagram yeah. of our trip. I already put it up there. Oh, you did? oh, that's right. I did before because we talked Y'all about... Can reference it. We, I think we talked about the Bigfoot Museum before Probably. now that I said that. Yeah. So sorry for everyone, but this is how much we loved the Bigfoot Museum. It was so good. There was so much interesting Bigfoot was, items oh, and yeah. cats and comics and it was replete with the big footsie tootsies. Replete as fuck. It was great. <laughs> so highly recommend. We definitely need to go talk to that guy. Road trip. Okay, we're done planning our road trip now. <laughs> we can get go. back to the story. Thanks for hanging on through that, everyone, while we plan our little getaways. Santa Cruz is great, though. I'm down. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we need to stay in that place we stayed at before. Ooh, it was Dream so, Inn. The Dream Inn. Right by Santa Cruz Boardwalk. Has amazing hotel rooms. It's lovely. Cool cocktails. Yeah. Good food, room service, private yeah. beach. Yeah. Get your vaccine yes. and go. Yes. Okay, now we're really done planning. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay so now I have some uh, some Bigfoot stories to tell, some sightings, Do some tell. encounters. Okay. Do tell. I got all of these encounters that I'm going to talk about. There's just, I think there's only three. Um, there's a ton on this website called BFRO.net, and that stands for Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Nice. So this website is, I'll quote their little description. It says, it's a comprehensive database of credible sightings and mm. related reports and is maintained by an all-volunteer network of Bigfoot slash Sasquatch researchers mm archivists and investigators in the United States and Canada. The BFRO Beefro. I think I know I'm just what calling I want to be when I grow up. Yeah. I mean, you could do it now. You're already grown up. Crap. You're wearing glasses chains for crying out loud. <laughs> okay. All right, done. <laughs> so, I was clicking around on the site and it actually has like every state listed in the U.S. and has the number of sightings per state. So not surprisingly, since this is like, like I said in the beginning, this is sort of like a Northwest Mm -hmm, United mm -hmm. States sort of phenomenon. Phenomenon. Yeah, I like that word. Um, Washington has the highest number of reports with 695. Not surprising because that's where the Bigfoot is. Yeah. The most recent report, and this is just reports to this BFRO website. That doesn't mean only 695 sightings have happened, but these are just <laughs> reported, which is a lot. That's yes. a lot of people going to this website and reporting. Especially when saying it's credible, so they yeah. probably compared it against other sightings, what was going on at the time. Well, yeah, they do, like, full-on investigations of these, and I'll get into that in a minute, but it's really okay. cool. They have, like, volunteers that go talk to these people after. Yes, yeah. Please. So... I, I guess I'll just talk about it now since I'm talking about it. So I guess it looks like when someone submits, I'm like, I'll talk about it later as, I, as I'm talking about teaser. it now. Um, I hate a teaser. Let's just get it out. Um, 
So it looks like when someone submits a story, a report, Mm -hmm. that one of these volunteers follows up and either goes and interviews the person in person or interviews them over the phone and then also posts on the website um, after their initial report, the investigator's report. And I was like, here's any additional details that we found out. Like, this is what, like the person said like i think they just try and get a sense of if this is person if this person is like full of shit or whatever yeah which i don't know why you would do that but i don't know well because people can lie they want to see the bigfoot so bad yeah Mm -hmm. so people are crying you'll never guess which state comes in second with 454 total reports Mm, minnesota no uh idaho no how long, how long do I let you keep guessing? <laughs> and I was like, well, I have... <laughs> There's 50 I, states. I was like, I have 50, I have 49 more chances since you already said Washington. Um, California, you're right. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, well, which is weird. Well, right by, I mean... Sort They're of. making their way down. Well, you said they're heading south, so I think your theory's right. Yes. So, but what about Oregon? Oregon they just fly right through. It's just a pass-through state. <laughs> The, the aliens lift them over Oregon, drop them in California. It's like a it's like, when, it's like a hopscotch sort of situation. Like when you stop into Barstow on your way to Vegas, like you're not really in Barstow. You, True, it's just a travel just passing just, through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, I'll tell us. I'll I'll go through top five. So, Washington, California. The third is Florida with three hundred and thirty-three. I know, which is weird. Okay, that's like all the way across and down. Okay. That's then, where the older Bigfoots go to retire. <laughs> they're like, I'm ready for sun. They're down fun. there wearing their, like, floral button-up dad shirts, you know? With sunglasses. With sunglasses. <laughs> um, so they have 333 reports. Fourth is Ohio with 309. Okay. So, and fifth is Illinois with 299. Oh. So the least amount of reports... Um, come from, it's a tie between Delaware and Rhode Island with five. And North Dakota is not far behind with only six. So North Dakota, I mean, there's not a lot of people in North Dakota, it's right? It's also very It's cold. not a populous state. It's going to be more flat lands. True, there is a lot of flat lands. And the, yeah. yeah, the, where would they hide? Where would the big feet hide? The big they need, tootsies. They need, yeah, the big tootsies need forests. They do. That's a good point. And Delaware and Rhode Island are both very small. Correct. So maybe yeah. it's like how many Bigfoot per capita? This is true. Like, so. Good, see, we need to volunteer with the referral <laughs> role. Add one more thing to our <laughs> list of stuff that we're doing. <laughs> so, uh. Since I am originally from Washington, I thought I would have a little look-see at the sightings that have been reported there. And, excitedly, I found some sightings from my hometown on Whidbey Island. One of which was right by my mom's house. No! Like, right by it. Yeah, like, the road... The road that this woman saw the Bigfoot on is like the road that you turn off of to go like right around the corner to my mom's house. I'm not kidding. That's crazy. And I was like texting my mom the day after Mother's Day, like when I was researching this and I was like, keep your eyes peeled. 
And I was like, what do you do? And she goes hiking around there all the time. She lives there. She like hikes around and I'm like, why aren't you texting me back? Where are you? And she's like, oh, I'm just sitting on the, she was in the, like down by the beach and like in the woods. And I was like, be careful. I was just researching. Somebody <laughs> saw a Bigfoot by your house. Keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> so uh, she was like, I will look out. <laughs> Don't worry. Bring I a camera. Will. Don't forget to take pictures if you see it. Don't be like those fellas that got abducted in the other yeah. podcast we talked about that didn't take pictures. Bring a camera. Okay, the story. She awesome. has pepper spray. I'm like, maybe she needs bear spray because I think we're talking about the Bigfoot could be a bear. It could be. Not an ape. Would, would pepper spray would work on a bear, though? I don't know. Is it the same They have thing? bear spray. It's more intense. I think so you don't have to get so close to it. Because that oh, thing will swipe and take you out. True. I should tell her to get bear spray. Okay. Or you came Noted. from the hunting family. Oh, she listens. Mom, get bear spray. Mom, don't forget to get bear spray. Okay. So there we, we go. We told her. I'm sure they have it on Amazon next day. Number Prime. one fan. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, Mom. Okay, so anyway, so that lady's report, though, was kind of boring. She was just, like, a passenger in a car, and she, like, saw what looked like a big old crazy-looking ape creature sitting on a log. And this is, like, a densely forested area, so I can see how there could be, like, a Bigfoot wandering around in there. Mm-hmm. So Where's anyway. his buddy? Yeah, where's his, where was his buddy? Maybe getting some berries or... Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. What do they do? I don't know. So, <laughs> um, but I found a little, a more interesting sighting from Whidbey Island. So I'll go ahead and read that one. This happened a ways back, though. Early spring of 1976. Okay. On Whidbey Island, Washington. I'm going to read this woman's report word for word. Verbatim. Um, in the early spring of 1976... I spent the night at a friend's house. I decided to walk down an old logging road to the country store to get a cup of coffee. The sun was just beginning to shine through the forest in foggy streaks. Oh, so pretty up there. Oh, lovely. It's lovely. A cool morning, I'll bet. We could travel there. Walking to get coffee. So, she says... (laughs) She says... Okay, I'm just going (laughs) to... I'm just going to keep going. Just keep reading. Just you got skip this. over that one. Sound out the word. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, as I walked across a crossroads, I turned my, wait, okay, wait, I, I almost skipped a line. Okay. Skip I turned, I'm doing, I'm having a hard time reading. <laughs> I should put on my reading glasses that my mom sent me. Okay. I turned my head left and looked down about 200 feet and there walked out of the forest, a tall human-like creature. The sun hitting its backside, and I could, I think she means, like, his whole backside, not just, like, his butt. There's just, like, a ray of sunshine onto his like, butt. Bigfoot got cakes. <laughs> Bigfoot got back. <laughs> so the sun was hitting its backside, and I could see it had brown, reddish hair that came from its forehead back down its whole body. The hair was long, 8 or 10 inches, and matted. Mm. It turned its head. Its neck was about human length, and it did not have to turn its body to see me. Its face was black, and I could not make out any details. It had a long stride, one step onto the middle of the road, the next into the edge of the forest. So that is a long-ass stride. Damn. It was very tall and thin. Its arms swung out below its knees as it... Sorry, I need to remediate back to... 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm not editing it out. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> its arms swung out below its knees as oh. it walked straight and upright like a human. I froze in fear and ran back home in the opposite direction. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> when I told anyone, they just laughed. Even the game warden. Oh, but a year we believe you. But a year later, the game warden saw me fishing and told me he got another report eight miles west with the same experience. <gasps> so there, game warden. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, two thoughts. One, I'm super pumped. That the Bigfoot has red hair. Yeah, he's a ginger like you. It makes sense that it's matted and dreadlocked if it's that long. Yeah. But also, I mean, it sounds like it could resemble a ghillie suit. A little bit. What does that mean? Um, So it's something hunters wear to blend in. Oh, yes. You know, the... Uh, but what about his face? It was all black. What that's about true. He the got, long I mean, stride into the center see, of the that's road? See, where, that's, that's where it doesn't make as much sense. I'm like, here's the ghillie suit. See? Oh, yeah. But that's not red. It's true. It's not red. It's more green. Yeah, you're not being I, a skeptic on this one. Okay. This no, I'm totally on board. This is your jam. This is my jam. I get where you're going. I get we got to exer- examine all of the angles and try and be fully informed. Okay. So I have another one from Washington. This one, this one's a good story. It wasn't one of the best stories I found, but I wanted to include this one because it has pictures. Ooh. Yeah, the guy took pictures. So this was on November 17th, 2005 in Skamania County, Washington. That sounds like a like how you'd spell out a sneeze. Skamania. Skamania. They've got all of the <laughs> the cool names up in Washington. Bless you. Um so this guy says, I was looking to the south from the summit of Silver Star Mountain. On the ridge across from me I saw something I thought looked a little strange. I got out my camera and took some pictures. Right after I took the first shot, it moved or stood up, so I took another picture. It then moved towards the south, away from me. I then had to readjust because the wind was so strong. It was difficult to move because the snow was waist deep. I got closer to a rock to steady myself and took another picture. It was then moving down the hill. I don't think it was another backpacker or snowshoer. So that was his report to this website. So there was a follow-up investigation report by BFRO investigator John G. Callender. Sup, Mr. Callender? Mr. Callender says, I drove to Vancouver, Washington last night and met with the witness and his son regarding this report. He is 48 years old. He does a lot of solo backpacking. On the day of November 17, 2005, he decided to solo backpack at Silver Star Mountain just north of Washougal, Washington. While on the summit, he noticed a rock that looked strange and out of place. He said, I've been up there enough to know every big rock along the way, and this rock didn't look like something that I've seen there before. Listen here, I know rocks, okay? <laughs> and this was a, ain't no rock. <laughs> he knew the rocks. He knew all the rocks. I know the rocks. He knew the rocks. So he got out his camera and took a photo. As he was doing this, the figure suddenly stood up and started moving, as he said. Holy guacamole. The witness felt that he wasn't in the best position for additional photos, so he moved along the trail as far as he could move. He was in waist-deep snow. What, what the hell is going on? Why are you 
trekking along in waist deep snow. Well, if you're snowshoeing, how are you? I didn't say he was snowshoeing. Oh, he'd, uh, you'd mentioned snowshoers or hikers. He said he was just like hiking up Mm. there in the snow. In waist deep snow, all wet. Okay. No one wrong. Maybe he went off the trail. I don't know what he was doing. Okie dokie. He noticed that it was much more difficult for him to move than the figure. The figure seemed to step around easily in the snow. He Hmm. was able to shoot two additional photos before it disappeared out of sight over the top of the hill. The witness stated he never attempted to look for tracks. The snow was too deep at the summit to move around easily. So let me show you these pictures because I have them on my phone. Show me. Show you. Okay, so there are one, two, three, four photos, each getting a little closer than the previous. And it mm. does look hmm. a little bit Bigfooty, don't you it think? It definitely looks like a big, if like that's the a... head, the girth, the broad shoulders. If that's a human, that is a pretty substantially sized human. Yeah. I'm going to put these. Because um, you have trees for reference. Yeah. And it just looks like a big, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's a linebacker. Maybe it was a footballer up there. I don't know, but it's like the head looks, if it was a human, the head would be covered. It definitely looks Sasquatchy, right? I'm saying it's Sasquatch. That's Sasquatch. It looks very Sasquatchy. I'm going to put these these images on the Instagram, (laughs) and uh, you guys can go take a look and let us know what you think. I don't know. Absolutely. So uh, now, since I did some Washington stories, it's only fair to do some California stories. So mm-hmm, I found mm-hmm. one in Fresno County, California, <gasps> which is where no. we live. What? And uh, it was on October 25th, 2001, uh-huh. and it was up by Huntington Lake. Okay. Yeah. I'm so, totally familiar. That's where I go skiing. That's right there. Yeah. Trying to pee. You go up there all the time. I know. Yes, you do. <gasps> so uh, this story is... A little bit longer than the others, but it's pretty entertaining. This guy <laughs> telling the story is a hunter, and uh, he was up there hunting with his dad. Okay. And uh, they had an encounter. So I will just read this guy's <laughs> story. Picture. I just had to paint the picture. This guy is a hunter. He's with his dad hunting. They're up there, just two men in the woods, just trying to shoot some deers. So that's... <laughs> That's where we're at. Okay. So it says, I was hunting at Sample Meadow above hunting, hun, Huntington Lake. You don't pronounce the T. It's mm-hmm. in there, but you don't say it. I'm sorry. Huntington. I almost said it. Huntington Lake. <laughs> Huntington Lake. It's like when people from Toronto know you're not from Toronto, Canada, because people not from Toronto, Canada say Toronto. Really? And you're not supposed to say Toronto. You're supposed to say Toronto. Interesting. I heard right? it. I heard someone call it Tular County recently instead of Tulare. Oh, they weren't from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a local for thing. Sure. So, I was hunting at Sample Meadow above Huntington Lake. I had just walked through a marshy area and had gotten into some dense pine trees when I spooked two deer up and spooked two deer up. I guess that's how you say that. <laughs> that's hunting lingo. And I got a glimpse of them as they ran through the trees. I stopped and was motionless for a couple of minutes when I heard a loud expulsion of air what? and a branch snapped behind me in the thick pine trees. Oh, my gosh. Yikes. Oh, I can just feel the adrenaline, like, you know when you feel that, like, shoot through you? Yeah. And, like, a 
a branch snapping could be an animal, but like the loud expulsion of air is what like oh it kind of gives me chills when I think about yeah. that happening to me. Critters up there in them so, woods. Uh, he said, I had never heard anything like that before, so I froze. And about one minute later, I heard the same sound from a little farther away. And then the next time I heard it, it was closer and to the north. This happened about six times, and each time it was in a different location. Like whatever it was was trying to see what I was and scare me off. The last time I heard it, it sounded like it was right behind me, and I flinched. It must have seen me, and I heard it running away from me through the trees, making the same noise and breaking limbs as it was running off. I stood in the same spot for about five minutes and did not hear it again. I walked out of the woods to my truck where my dad was waiting for me, and we drove about a mile down the road to a campsite to eat lunch. At lunch, I told my dad what happened and described the noise, and he thought it might have been a buck grunting. Hmm. I didn't know they did that, but okay. Mm. It sounded good to me since I never heard a buck grunt. (laughs) Me either. (laughs) We have something in common, Hunter. That's probably the only thing. It's my interpretation. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I have to maybe look this up because I want to hear a buck grunting. So we decided that the buck might come back to that spot. So I guess they're hunting, so maybe they want the buck to come back so they can shoot the poor thing. In the face, yeah. Yeah. So so we ate lunch and drove back to the same spot. We hiked in. I'm not trying to be like mean to hunters, but I don't agree. I'm not about shooting the animals. I'm sorry if you're a hunter. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of those things if you're doing it respectfully and you're training the new generation to be respectful, like using the animal in its entirety. No, just leave it alone. So yeah, population I'm, control, Melissa. Population control. Oh, we don't want to get into this discussion. I'm just going to keep reading the story. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't. We have differences, but we love each other. Don't unleash my vegan rage. Okay. Okay. I respect your vegan rage. I totally do. I don't hunt personally. I just want to toss that out there. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) But it seems like you would. Yes. Anyway, anyway, I'm going (laughs) to, I'm in the closet with a killer. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So we ate lunch, drove back to the same spot. Oh, we ate lunch and then drove back to the same spot. Good. You got to eat lunch. We hiked in, and at the marshy part, I told him to go in the direction that the deer ran to, and I would try and spook them out again. I waited for him to get... <laughs> you do Whoa, that's kind of scared me. It spooked me. Spooked me out. See, I gotta show you. <laughs> We're setting the scene. <laughs> I almost went running out of the closet. Spooked okay. her out. Spooked me out. Shit. <laughs> it works. Okay. So, um... Okay, sorry, we're very tangenty, but I don't mind. It's fine. Okay, so uh, they, they hiked in there. They're trying to spook the deer out again. I waited for him to get out of sight, his dad. Then I walked toward the pine trees. I got to the pine trees, went... Wait. Oh, this is a weird sentence. Okay, I got to the pine trees when I saw three does running in my direction toward the grove of trees in front of me. Mm. Just before they got to the trees, I heard the same noise again. The expulsion of air and a branch breaking. Mm-hmm. Damn it. There it, it is. There it is. It spooked the deer. Two of them ran downhill, and the last one ran uphill right at me. It stopped within ten feet of me, but it never saw me. It was so frazzled by what it saw that it stopped, slowly turned around, and tried to see around the tree to what had spooked it. 
It stood there for about one minute, oblivious to me. It then slowly turned around and started walking right at me. It got within five feet of me. Then I flinched my arms so it would see me before it walked into me. Damn, that deer really was not paying attention. I was like, I'm surprised he didn't shoot it. I know. Maybe he didn't want to disturb the Bigfoot or he wanted to see what was... He was disturbed by the sound. Yeah, he was like, what's going on? He's like, dude, I'm with you. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I want to see how this plays out. So he says, it startled it so bad. (laughs) This part's funny because I just get a weird visual in my head. So he waves his arm. It startled it so bad that the deer... (laughs) I can't even get through this sentence. It's... (laughs) I had the giggles. Okay. I'm ready. It startled it so bad. God damn it. Oh, yes. Are you crying? Oh, I love when you cry and laugh. This is so oh, good. so funny. It's not even that funny. It's just funny to me. Okay, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I just get a really funny image in my head. Okay. Wait, let me dab my eyes. Okay, don't look at me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be calm. Okay, I'm just listening. Okay. Okay, we're going to have to wait like one second. So I can... <laughs> Breathe it out. Breathe it out. Okay. Oh, loud expulsion of air. <sighs> okay. So, it startled it so bad, the deer fell down on its side, did a spin on the ground, <laughs> and then jumped up and ran the other way. So, I'm picturing the deer on its side doing, like, a break dancing move yes. where it's, like, on its side, but its legs are still going. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> or like there's That's that. That's funny. It didn't just like hop up. Like I was picturing that it was going to be like a cat. When you like a cat gets startled by something. Like, meow, meow. It's like. It's like. Yeah. It's, oh, it that laid would also down. Be funny. That's it's a lame stuck. deer. What was that sound? I'm going to go get um, real, real close to it. And then get startled and lay down. This deer is going to. This deer is definitely dead. Well, it fell down. It startled it so bad, the deer fell down on its side, did a spin on the ground, and jumped up and ran the other way. Oh, no, I'm crying. Oh, my God. When it got... Oh, God. All right. Dab my eyes. This is really funny to me. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. The visuals I get in my mind sometimes are just fucking hilarious. So, uh... When it got around the tree and down about 20 yards, I heard that noise again. The deer ran down and to the south, and I saw it stop about 150 yards away through a clearing. It would look at me, and then it would look at where the noise came from. It looked back and forth several times, and then it slowly walked away. So that deer is acting like spooked as fuck. I then followed where the deer had ran to see what was making that noise. So this guy had the opposite approach that the one lady had where she was like, I'm going to run away. (laughs) This guy's like, I'm going to go closer, see what was making that noise. So he says, I walked very slowly, came around the tree, and about 30 yards down the tree line, I saw a large figure with black hair Mm. sitting under a large pine tree, sunning. (laughs) Okay. Okay, sexy Bigfoot. He's like he's on a he's probably older Bigfoot and he's 
like planning on moving to Florida soon? Probably. It could be female too. Bigfoot doesn't always have to be male. Could have been female. Oh, true. I've had enough of this day. I need to get away from the kids. I just need a little sun. Maybe she's also going to Florida. She wants to start her base tan. This is true. So she doesn't burn when she gets there. Exactly. True. It could be a woman. Why do I always think of Bigfoot as a boy? As a boy Bigfoot? It could be a non-binary Bigfoot. You never know. Or a gay Bigfoot. Maybe all big feet are non-binary, big tootsies. Potentially. Maybe. Maybe there is yeah. no gender. I like that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so. and Huntington can get pretty cold, depending on when he was there. He was there. It was pretty cold that day. Yeah. yeah. So getting some sun makes sense. Yeah. So it was uh, sunning itself. It had <laughs> large shoulders, four to six inch long hair, but you could still see the muscular definition of its chest and shoulders. Mm, get it, Bigfoot. I think someone has a little crush on this Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm eyeing your pecs, babe. There was a fallen tree blocking my view below its waistline, so he couldn't check out the goods down the stairs. He's <laughs> like, damn, I'm a footman. <laughs> we locked eyes and stared at each other motionless. <laughs> Yikes! It had. I'm just imagining this, like, oh my gosh, this is such a good. Oh shoot! There's music playing. I picture like. I, I picture. Okay, let's let's Let, please set the scene of how your mind. Let's is. set this scene. This guy comes upon this. 30 yards away, sees this Bigfoot sunning. It's glowing in the sun. It's basking. It's got long hair. It's blowing in the breeze. Bigfoot turns her head, and they lock eyes, and they're motionless, and the music crescendos, and they're like, ah. That's what I saw. The way you told that story, I think, is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You all saw it. You all saw it in your mind. You're welcome. I took you there. (laughs) I was picturing, like, a record scratch. Like, (laughs) no, I think this was a romantic moment. He says, it had that will never come to be. I know. That's we too can't. bad. We can't. We can't. Fernando, you know I can't. I love you forever. We just can't be together. Oh, God. We are on one today. We didn't even drink anything, you guys. <laughs> so he says, it had dark eyes. I could not see any white. So that's like not like our eyes. It's just like all black. I could see the hair on its head. Oh, I called it. I could see the hair on its head blowing slightly in the breeze. <laughs> I didn't see any facial hair, just a very dark skin face, like an mm. ape. So that's like what the first lady said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a bear. After looking at... Too. But a bear, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, well bears have bears hair on their face. Apes so don't. there's no hair at all. It's more like that dark skin. Just, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. According to these reports. So. Okay. After looking at each other for about a minute, I wanted to get it's closer... Yeah, I know. That is a long time to just stare into someone's eyes. Some things' eyes. I wanted to get closer, but the fallen tree was in my way, so I took a step to my left to go around, and when I got out of its sight, I heard it get up and bound through the trees, making the same noise as it ran away from me. The loud expulsion of air and breaking branches as it ran off. When I'm picturing this thing making this noise, I picture the noise that Bean, my pig, makes when she's running in for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Because she makes this really funny, like, grunty, like, it's like an expulsion of air with, like, a grunt. It's, like, really cute. Wait. Skirt. 
Have you never heard the recordings of the Sasquatch call? No. They're recordings. What? Yes, you can compare it. I don't know if it's Bean. Bean is Bean is a very loud. <laughs> no, but not when she's running in for her dinner. Oh, Those okay. noises are more. Yeah, if you've heard Dude, a big scream, you guys check will... it out. There's a Sasquatch recording. Oh, I didn't. Wow. Yep. I'm gonna check that out. Yep. Everyone, go check that out. We'll all do it together. We'll report it back. Yeah. Okay. Link it in the show notes. Yeah, actually. Okay, so. I just paused it so I could go find mm-hmm. the recordings of the Sasquatch. It's um, bone chilling. It is. I will post a link in the show notes if anyone wants to go listen. It's really, it sounds a little bit like the noise that you're making, like when you're dry heaving. <laughs> like when you vomited oh. all your food up and you're like, oh, I feel so sick, but I, uh, oh. and then you're like, <laughs> then you're like, uh, 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 I've never heard that. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call. I'm gonna make that call next time we're in a store and we separate. <laughs> we, oh, there's my, my friend. Yeah, <laughs> people already think we're weird. It's fine. Might as well. Might as well. Also, there is. I found out on the Google when I was looking for that that there are actually um, annual Sasquatch festivals and calling contests. So if you want to learn the Sasquatch call and compete for i assume prizes you can do that that is a thing so um okay back to our story so basically oh also the um the bigfoot does not sound like bean (laughs) we i determined that that is not what she sounds like so uh she is pretty she can get weird noises going on anyone who knows about pigs knows that they make very weird noises but not as weird as sasquatch so (laughs) Um, uh, this guy says that he also went back to the area, the same general area one year later with his two kids and found about four large footprints in the dirt. You could make out ridges of fingerprints. It had about a four foot gait. So that also lines up with that lady's story of like one step into Mm -hmm. the middle of the road, one step to the edge of the road. That's a long, that's a long gait. Um, he also says that he has a hair sample from a different situation found, um, on a mountain bike deep in the woods. The mountain bike was torn up by something, Uh teeth marks on the seat and bicycle helmet, and saw a large impression that could have been a footprint. And there were three witnesses there that also saw this. So. So it sounds like the mountain biker was like, oh, hell no. And like, just took off. Well, or maybe, I mean, it sounds like something ate that mountain biker. I wonder if they reported that to, like, police. They were like, I found a mountain bike with a chewed up fucking helmet and, like... (laughs) Is there a missing persons report? Yeah, it seems really sketchy. But, I mean, like, in all your reports and from everything that I've ever read about Bigfoot, they're non-confrontational. I mean, of course, they're an animal, but we're talking about them being advanced. Yeah. It's fun to chat about, and I'm just kind of thinking they're more of a flight than a fight kind of creature because you see them a lot like take off like the one that was sunning it was so close it could have like attacked that guy but you don't know what happened maybe they've never seen a mountain bike before maybe they're like what is that contraption it's danger on it like a dog would who knows (laughs) this is new I don't know. I wonder where that mountain biker went, though. I'm really curious. So anyway, there was a follow-up investigation report by one of the the Bifro people. 
doesn't say who this time. Hmm. Um, oh, maybe it did. Maybe I just didn't put it in my notes. Sorry, person. Um, sorry, volunteer. I should have gave you We acknowledge your work. Thank you for your time. <laughs> um, it says, I talked with the witness by phone. The following details can be added to the report. One, the witness is a regular hunter. Two, the witness saw the creature from about 30 yards and they stared at each other for several minutes. Three, hmm. the witness got a good look at the creature from the waist up. The creature had large shoulders and large arms. It was covered in long black hair. Its head was round and its face was flat. There was no hair on the face from the lips up. The face was leathery and ape-like and the skin was black. Its eyes were very dark. I forgot what number I was on. One, two. These aren't numbered. I was just making numbers. Three, four. <laughs> there was no smell of any kind. Five. After the creature left, the witness went to the area where the creature was sitting and sat in the same location, trying to get a better feel for what the creature had been doing. After a few minutes, the witness then followed the creature a ways into the forest, but it got too thick, so he left. What do you mean? I mean, like, the footprints? He couldn't take a picture? Oh, well, it's, 70, it's in the 70s. So it's not like he had a... No, this isn't in the 70s. Oh, this is 2001. Oh, this that's right. 2000. So he could have taken a picture, hair sample? Well, okay, so... The hair sample that he found yeah. in the mountain bike was from Kings Canyon, Hume Lake area, okay. and the witness is mailing it to me. I will update the report after the analysis is completed, which there was no update on that. And I'm like, hello, I'm sure you have it by now. <laughs> um, the witness and his dad were supposed to stay the night that evening, but after the event, they decided to go home. Wise choice. Which I think is a very wise choice. Maybe the government intercepted the sample. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's a very high probability in my mind. I have one more little short story, which I thought was just kind of a cool encounter in an area in the northeastern United States that happened near an area called October Mountain, which is actually an area where there have been a lot of Bigfoot sightings and also reports of other strange occurrences like UFOs and ghost sightings all on the same mountain. So I need to look hmm. into October Mountain and maybe do an episode on just that spot because it and seems like... There. It's got some... No, I don't want to go there. <laughs> nah. You're so adventurous when it comes to stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to... Nah. Mm. Um, you can go and report back, though. Okay, great. Okay, so here's the story, and this kind of goes along with, like, the calling a little bit, okay. but not... Well, yeah, you'll see. <laughs> While most Bigfoot encounters are fleeting. At least one Berkshire resident reported a more extended experience with something living in the woods behind his house. The man and his wife lived on six forested acres in the sparsely populated, populated, populated <laughs> town of Beckett, adjacent to October Mountain. In the summer of 2011, he was twice awoken by loud howls, unlike any sounds made by local wildlife. There are the weird howls. Yeah, like you heard. The, you're going to notice those. The dry heave. The, the super Ooh. loud dry heave. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, whoa, someone is very loudly sick out there. <laughs> so in late August, so at, he was hearing weird loud calls in the night. He's like, oh, that's not an animal. Weird. In late August, he heard three wood-on-wood -wood knocks about 75 to 100 yards away from where he was sitting on his back porch. I mean, that's not very far away. Mm -hmm. About 10 minutes later, it happened again. The man decided to try an experiment and returned the knocks, hitting a piece of 8-foot-by-9-foot board against his porch. Immediately, he heard two responding knocks, which he returned. This continued for about 15 minutes. 
Hmm. Strange happenings continued for months and culminated when the man came eye to reddish eye with the creature one January night as he scanned his yard with a flashlight. He estimated it was at least seven feet tall. Holy guacamole and cheese. I would be, I'd probably pee my pants. Yeah, if you're just, like, scanning the woods with your flashlight. You know how, like, animals' eyes shine, like, oh, when you catch it. one. And, ooh, yikes. <laughs> I just have to say, if I was in the circumstance with the one in Fresno, if you're seeing that Bigfoot there, like, why not, re- like, return, like, a friendly, like, how's it going? Maybe not bury your teeth, but, like, give it a wave. Like, I'm a friend. I don't know if it would understand I'm a friend. Maybe the hand-waving would be seen as a threat. That's, well, that's true. That's maybe true. it would be like, oh, hell no. Be submissive, no. like, maybe, like, dip your head, like, cock your leg a little. Yeah, I mean, you know what I would do is mm, yeah. I would run away. <laughs> that's what I would do. Or freeze and pee my pants, maybe, if I saw... I fight, mean, flight, or freeze. <laughs> I would either flight or I would freeze. I would not fight. I know that for sure. Yeah. But also, like you said, didn't this guy have a cell phone with him? Because, wait, what year was this? 2001, I, I think. Mm. Well, that wasn't like smartphone era. Hang on. Let me look back at what year it was. I mean, yeah, we can give it to him. if, if it 2001, any... it was. You're right. Look at you with the memory. <laughs> I um, was listening. Yeah, you were listening. You listen. <laughs> Gold star for Liz. Gold star for Liz for listening. Liz-sening. <laughs> um. <laughs> I like to combine words together. I don't I know why. I when you call me that. lizard, I love it. Yeah, you are a lizard. You're my little lizard. I just love <laughs> you so much. Um, so, I I mean, 2000, 2001. Oh, my God. That was so long ago. What were we doing in 2001? Oh, well, yeah. We 9-11 happened. Well, yeah, we weren't having smartphones. I didn't have a phone with a camera on it. No. No. That wasn't. That was pre. Yeah. Yeah. True. That was but... definitely not camera phone. I don't know. My brain would want to, like, pick up some bark in hopes that there's, like, some type of DNA on it. Something that that, I want to know why. I'm always a why. That raises the question that, like, with reports that have come in in the past, like, few years, like, why aren't there ever any pictures? That guy has pictures that I showed you, which I'll post on the Instagram. Everybody go look. But they're super far away. It's mm-hmm. like every single documented thing mm-hmm. is like super far away, it seems like, with Bigfoot. Or mm-hmm. like that video, which everyone says is a hoax. I'll link the video in the show notes too, guys. I'm pretty sure everyone's seen it, but like just in case. Because it's a cool video. I don't know. I want to believe. Me I think too. it's fun. It's, yeah, I was going to say, where do you stand on this? It's. I feel like it's fun to believe in things like this. And I mean... Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. It's like my same thoughts about aliens. I think aliens are more probable than Bigfoot just because. Really? The... I'm totally opposite. Okay. Because like, to me, the universe is so expansive. Like we don't know what is out there. So it's like there, the possibilities are endless as to what's going on out there. Our planet, and especially like Bigfoot sightings are usually only, like, in North America. So it's, like, that's a relatively small area. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, I feel like there would be more evidence by now. But then again, I'm 
I don't know. I think it's fun to believe. I'm like, we don't yeah. know everything. There could be elusive species out there. I was going to say there. they're elusive. And, like, think and like about you Pangea said, when it broke apart. Like, we have certain animals in certain areas. Like, we don't yeah. have koalas here. Things like that. I, I don't know. I wish we had koalas here. They're so cute. Until they get wet. Have you seen those pictures? A wet those koala. Flipping terrifying when they're wet. Oh, well, that's another thing I'll have to Google. <laughs> I know. I was like, apparently, I was like, I know really random <laughs> you do that as a random fact so okay so we believe in bigfoot we're bigfoot lovers i think so i feel like i was super convinced after we went to the bigfoot museum and we yes. talked to the gentleman who works there who i don't remember i think it was terry really you remember that's fantastic i don't know that just popped into my head now i definitely I need to go look. have the sticker on my yeti because i felt like that was appropriate to put the bigfoot museum sticker on a yeti cup <laughs> that is a good pun. You know I love a good pun. Um, Bigfoot Museum, Felton, California. Um, it is closed. It opens at eleven a.m. on Thursday. Fantastic. That's good to so know. So it's so it's still up and running. So he oh, must good, be doing good. okay. Is his name Terry? Am I correct? Do we know? Is it on the website? No, I was very wrong. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Not, not close at all. Michael Rugg. I feel like it's Terry. Days. Terry. <laughs> Where did it come up with Terry? I don't know. You just felt it and went with it. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, fantastic. Well, I love where we landed on this. I think that's a good thing to leave for the last episode of the first season. You and I both kind of had a similar idea because I have a cold case to discuss. Because I wanted to leave people pondering. Ooh, we love a good ponder. Keep in mind, this is a little bit darker than your story. Oh, okay. I mean, it's not hard to be darker than that. That was kind of a, just a funsy story, so. <laughs> uh, so it's about child murder. Okay. Okay. My favorite. <laughs> Sorry. But I think you're going to like talking about it. Oh, sure. Let's see. I said put on your thinking cap, so. Oh, God. Jean Benet, Patricia Ramsey. A child beauty queen mm. was sadly found dead at the age of six on Christmas Day, 1996, in the basement of her family's home in Boulder, Colorado. Her father discovered her body only seven hours after she'd been reported missing by Patsy, her mother, who had called 911 upon finding a ransom note laying at the bottom of the staircase, demanding $118,000 and a promise to call tomorrow between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. <sighs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. I am familiar with the Jean Benet Ramsey case. Okay, I was going to kind of ask, like, what are your memories of it? Because I remember, like, seeing it on tabloids. It was I remember everywhere. understanding it when I was a little bit older, because I was only five when this happened. So, right. you know, a few years later, I kind of was like, oh, people do that to children <laughs> yeah oh you were a youngster what year was yeah. this 1996 1996 so i was like i don't do good year math i was like 16 okay no 17 wow we're really that far apart yeah that's crazy yeah so what were your memories of when this was kind of going on um i just remember it was everywhere it was like all over the the news it was all mm -hmm. over like you said all over like the front pages of everything mm -hmm. 
her little face plastered everywhere, the mm-hmm. little beauty queen. Mm-hmm. And well, there was a lot of controversy. So yes, let's so get into it. It was similar to like when we were talking about Ed Gein, like you know of it, but you don't know the details. Yeah. So you're right. This case was national news and of great media interest. Keep in mind the OJ trial had just wrapped up. So Jean Benet was a perfect fit for this slot. Oh boy. Everybody needs a good uh murder to uh, the interest rule yes. over, yeah. Also remember this is going viral overnight without Instagram or Facebook. Right. This was pre <laughs> yeah, this was pre all of that. This was mm-hmm. even like internet wasn't big. It was like you watched the news on TV. Exactly. Yeah. And it was everywhere. And it especially drew interest because Jean Benet was a child beauty pageant star. Her mother, which I did not know this, Patsy Ramsey, was once herself a beauty queen. Jean Benet's father, John Benet, or Bennett, I'm sorry, excuse me, John Bennett Ramsey, was a businessman and a president of a computer software company called Access Graphics. Her first name combines her father's first and middle name, so his name is John Bennett, Jean Benet, and her mother's first name was used as her middle name. So Jean Benet, Patricia Ramsey. Okay. Fun fact. Got it. She's very active in the beauty pageant scene mm-hmm. and won titles of America's Royal Miss, Little Miss Charlevoix. <laughs> you know me, and we're, I'm going to say that. Little Miss Colorado, mm-hmm. Colorado State All Star Kids Cover Girl, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. Wow. All are weird. Very weird. I don't know how I feel about child pageants. I was just about to ask your feelings on that. Um, I don't know. It's it's the same thing as any sort of child star situation where some of the children really have an interest and want to mm. to do it, and mm-hmm. but some are sort of like kind of pushed into it because maybe their parent was in that and Mm -hmm. they want to see their child they want to like live vicariously and just the pressure to look and be and act a certain way i am definitely with you because i kind of thought through it like is this similar to like dance moms where they're intense or pushing the kids into dance or some of the kids just want to dance they enjoy it they enjoy performing they enjoy moving their bodies if these girls are like, I want to do this, Mom, I like to dress up, I like to dance and sing like she did, and we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. who she was as a child, but I think it has to be a conversation between parent and child, and it can't be a pressure from a parent. Yeah, and I think that there has to be, like, behind the curtain has to be a lot of responsibility on that parent to make sure that their child isn't feeling mm-hmm. pressured to look or be a certain way outside of like who they want to be because I feel like that's where you start getting in the danger zone where it's like oh my gosh I have to if I want to win this I have to be and look and Mm -hmm. you know and it's just that's a lot of have you seen Little Miss Sunshine um no I haven't one of my very absolute favorite movies and it's basically kind of what we're talking about now. We need to have a movie night because it's just adorable. It's um, Abigail Breslin uh-huh. is like the little girl and she's a little bit chunkier. She doesn't really fit in with the other kids. The parents are really normal. The brother's kind of quirky and like downtrodden emo and everybody's kind of going through their shit. Um, but it's just kind of like about being you. Yeah. I don't know. It's a really good movie. 
Oh. We should check it out. Yeah. Let's have a movie night. Okay. Okay, so back to the crime. Okay. (laughs) So the lengthy three-page handwritten ransom note that uh, brought with it a few oddities. First, investigators thought it was odd that the note was so long because typical kidnappers are directing to the point. Yeah. The letter was written using a pen and paper from a pad in the Ramsey home, which I'm like, you wrote three pages just like sitting chilling at the writing desk? Like what? Yeah, that sounds weird. The note also featured a lot of statements also seen in popular movies, movies such as Dirty Harry and Ransom. Ransom was actually playing in Boulder, Colorado theaters at the time. Okay. So it was like certain statements that they used in the movies. Uh Uh-huh. Boulder, Colorado, or I'm sorry, Boulder police initially thought that the ransom note had been written by Patsy, and she and John had staged the body in response to an accidental death. Her handwriting was tested, and it couldn't be conclusively matched, but resembled the writing on the ransom note. The author of the handwriting uh, on the note appears to have been trying to conceal their handwriting. So I was watching a documentary, and they were comparing that that person was really attempting to wiggle their lines and make it look... Different. Different yeah. than their natural handwriting. Okay. Not looking good for Patsy. I know. So that, I thought that was, that is what kind of interested me most okay. is if you're writing a ransom note, would you have it prepared in advance? Would you really take the time to sit down and write three pages? Like, and this ransom note, like, here's what it looks like. It's single space, dude. What was going on in the three pages? Why would someone feel the need to write that many pages? Listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign fraction. (laughs) Um, And it just kind of goes on from there. Weird. Okay. Yes. If you pay, if you follow instructions, you stand a hundred percent chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities don't try to save, um, and uh, save, oh, I can't read the handwriting. We're going to link it. It is up to you and John. Which I was like, why? Because it said Mr. Ramsey. And then it said, it is up to you and John. Oh. And I thought that was kind of odd. That's because odd. if it, you're saying you and John, then it would be to Ms. Ramsey or Mrs. Ramsey. Right. I just thought that was interesting, that kind of phrasing. So we can link that so people can check it out themselves. So they found this note. Mm-hmm. They at don't, the bottom of the stairs. They don't know that like she's At like 5 a.m. Yeah. So about seven hours after, because they immediately like call 911. Uh-huh. And also I want to note that the $118,000 is such a specific number. John had just been given a bonus in that exact amount. Oh. So it would have to be someone who knew that. Mm-hmm. And he went down. So when the we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in just a sec here. I'll kind of state a little bit more about how her body was found and then about the crime scene. Because uh-huh. it's that's where a lot of the issue is, I think, in finding the actual killer because it was just... It was wrecked. Oh, no. So John Benet... Okay, I'll just... Sure, I'm going to start there. Okay. So we're going to pause and talk about how wrecked the crime scene was and how doomed this case was from the start. 
I wrote dude in my notes. Dude. How dude it was. <laughs> the authorities didn't inspect the whole house. The room in the basement where John Bonet was found by her father wasn't initially searched by authorities. Detectives allowed family, friends, and neighbors into the home where some began cleaning, wiping down counters with Windex, and others mulled about, even passing around the ransom note for everyone to touch, completely contaminating the scene. What? Why were they wiping down surfaces with Windex? That doesn't make any sense. Because they came in and they were helping. They're also, this is a very wealthy, well-known family. Like, the detective at one point said, well, this is the Ramsey family. So it's worth noting that when JonBenet's dad found her body, he removed the tape that was over her mouth, took her upstairs into the living room, laid her down, and covered her with a blanket from the living room. So now you have fibers on her with hair from the parents. So was that intentional? Yeah. You know? I mean... They didn't inspect the whole house? Why the... Why the flippin' dicks would you not go around the whole house... What were you doing in there? So, yeah, why the flipping dicks, guys? Also, I mean, I can see how that would be. I just imagine finding my child in that state. Like, how would I re- like? That's an unimaginable, an unimaginable situation. True. Where it's like, would I grab her and like want to take her upstairs? Would I just like? I would honestly probably like lose consciousness or like vomit. Or... I feel like I would do say I would pass out, I'd throw up, or I would go cradle my child in my arms and not be able to move. Right from that I, state, I'd probably I, take the tape off. I mean, but you don't know how you're going to react in that kind of. True. I mean, who's to say what's weird and what's not okay. in that kind of situation? Right, but we'll give it that. We'll give it that. I I don't know. So, okay, so so the morning after Christmas because it was Christmas the day before. Uh-huh. So the morning of December twenty sixth. The police left before the end of the anticipated 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. window given by kidnappers. So by this time, she hasn't been found yet. No. So this is just kind of fact. So before that window, there was only one fairly inexperienced detective left behind on the scene. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So there's only one detective on the scene. And in the documentary, it's kind of interesting because she says when Mr. Ramsey brings up the body that she kind of initially went for a gun because she goes, did this man kill his child? Do I need to protect myself? Which I'm like, why would you not? One, you're calling all the authorities, even though you got a ransom note saying we're watching you, and they're blatantly walking in and out of the house putting up police tape. Right. At the time, they said there wasn't enough resources in Boulder to solve this challenging and complex crime. And lastly, I want to mention, the parents weren't brought into the station for questioning and their clothes weren't collected, even though there was clothing fibers on the duct tape across JonBenet's mouth. Okay. This is, so a lot of stuff got botched. A lot of stuff got botched. So when there's this one detective on the scene, it's the morning of December 26th, JonBenet's dad goes down and finds her. She had been strangled with a and had a broken skull due to a blow on the head. And I want to mention, it's about an eight-inch fracture oh, going down the middle of, you know, just in the same direction as, like, the corpus callosum, uh-huh. like, down the middle of the head. And a garret was wrapped around her neck. May not know what that is. <laughs> That's one of those where it's a stick. So they had used a paintbrush from Patsy's oh. studio. Had her 
rope or a wire attached to it, brought it around her neck, twisted it up, and Got strangled it. her. So it's like a tourniquet, almost, like how you would do a tourniquet. Yes, yeah. exactly. But for a neck. True. That's horrible. They also use that paintbrush to sexually assault her. Oh, goodness. Okay. I know. I never okay. knew that. The autopsy report stated that the official cause of death was asphyxia by strangulation associated with craniocerebral nailed it, trauma. Girl. <laughs> her death was ruled a homicide. Odds. Yeah. On December 31st, 1996, so New Year's Eve, okay. she's buried in Atlanta, Georgia. That was their hometown. Okay. The funeral was televised, as was several televised interviews. The day after the funeral, her parents sit down for a CNN interview. Authorities found it strange, especially because they had resisted police questioning, except on their own terms, saying they needed to review the questions, and stalled for months before talking to the police. John is quoted as saying, we were outraged, we were shocked. So they wouldn't talk to the police, Mm -mm. but they would do an interview Mm -hmm. for CNN. Got it. And waited. I'm like, why? Okay. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they, white affluent people, have good attorneys. Maybe they were encouraged by their attorney to be very cautious about talking to authorities. But I'm like, if the authorities are centered in on me... Like, have your authority or have your attorney sit in with you? Like, why wouldn't you do everything you could do for your baby? Yeah. And also, like, they're on there and she looks like the parents look perfectly coiffed, suits, makeup done. I'm like, there's a photo of them. Liz is going to show me a photo. All put together. It hasn't populated yet. It's loading. Oh, Oh. wait for it. And there it is. Hair's done. I can't say how I respond, but I'm just saying I'd be bawling my eyes out and makeup would be the last thing on my mind. I just would note that. I mean... There's a cute picture of her, too, just being a little kid. Just regular, not yeah, all in her pageant Yeah, just like at school, and then there's a pageanty picture. She's a cute little girl. Yeah, I mean, I hate to think about anything happening to one of my children, but I feel like I would be mortally devastated it's just Mm. unimaginable i can't even put myself there it's just very uncomfortable to even think about this happening to someone else's child Mm -hmm. so again we can't like judge how people but we can have opinions grieving period but a lot of this is fishy Uh, that's what i'm saying so yeah i'm like let me let me give you some more detail okay so when the police are thinking this potentially they're suspects one theory was that They'd killed her after she wet the bed, huh. and that it was an accident. Burke, her brother, was considered by some to have been the killer at one point, and the 911 operator said she thought that she heard his voice in the background. The conclusion done by experts was that there wasn't another party on the call, and he was cleared by the police. Mm. He'd also mentioned that they were not uh, violent parents. They never were aggressive or violent. Yeah, it takes okay. you know Patsy wasn't someone who lost her temper people said authorities primary suspect was still the parents 10 days after the funeral police removed their crime scene tape and a new DA comes on the scene okay he brings in detective Lou Smith out of retirement to help with the case 
Lou's a pretty chill dude. I like him. I gotta be. If your name's Lou. I'd go have a beer with him. I'm just saying. Okay. So Lou comes up with a new theory and says maybe it was an intruder. He doesn't believe the parents are the killers, and he's, you know, behind them saying, okay, I I think this is an intruder. Let's take a look at this. Okay. He even personally climbed in the basement window on camera to disprove the police theory that someone couldn't break in. Okay. There's also a high-tech shoe footprint found next to her body, which didn't match any shoe in the house, but could have been an officer. Oh, yeah. Because everybody was just, like, traipsing around. Right? So it could have been an officer later on, came down, like, oh, oops, crime scene, right? Yeah. Lou also noted there was two dark marks on her neck, which appear to have been made by a stun gun. Oh. I'm like, Melissa, close your ears. A stun gun was tested on pigs to compare the mark. Mm. Poor piggers. I know the pig's like, what's going on? Why can't we test it on someone awful that's like in prison that's a for good horrible idea. crimes? There you go. Not an innocent little piggy. <laughs> did nothing wrong, I'm sure. So Anyways. it did look similar. And even on his deathbed, Lou would speak to visitors, which he got up to 80 visitors a day. Whoa. I know this guy's popular. You know, wow. I know. Everyone likes Lou. Everyone wants to have a beer with Lou. How do you even know? I don't even know 80 I'm people. I'm just like, dude, was it the same many people? Would you have another? I don't like, shoot a boop. I'm like, I want my mom there. I don't want to talk to anyone else. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So he would talk to them about the case details and asked everyone not to let this case die. He even, I love this man, he even had a spreadsheet of every suspect he considered. Huh. His family continues to try to solve the case. Oh, wow. Yeah. Even his granddaughters had a podcast. Oh, wow. About it. Passed the torch. I don't like that he didn't suspect the parents at all, though. Or were they on his spreadsheet? I know. they. I don't think they were. He was really on the parents' side, said it was an intruder, and, like, climbed in. It was a really strange situation that the, like, you had to remove a grate to climb down in this little area to then climb in the window. Mm-hmm. Um, it was finally shared, which it was withheld for a long time, that DNA in her underwear and fingernails did not match anyone living in the Ramsey house. So they found, like, blood and things like that in her underwear and under her fingernails. Okay. So, finally... It's June 24th, 1998. So this is like a year, year and a half, two years later. Mm-hmm. Patsy and John are interviewed at a different police station than the one at Boulder Police Department. Okay. So she's sitting there. Her legs are crossed. She's kind of leaning on her right arm on the couch. Very open body language, which I found really interesting. She begins to get angry and tells the detective, I did not kill my child. And that they needed to look elsewhere other than at her. So she starts getting all, like, heated up. She's, like, yelling. But her body language continues to stay open, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Because usually someone that's lying is going to be crossed arms. I don't know. At least from what I know about body language. Okay. This is why we're not experts. <laughs> so finally she's interviewed by someone else and says she's she didn't do it. It's not her. Look elsewhere. So in 1999, and I didn't know this could happen. I'm not very familiar with law, so I found this interesting. A grand jury is called, and over 100 witnesses were called to testify. The grand jury believes Patsy wrote the letter. The intruder theory is denied because of the presence of cobwebs in the windows, 
which suggests there's not actually a break-in. Mm. However, there was also then on the other side where they said, well, when was the video taken that those cobwebs could have, you know, how fast does a spider make a web? Like, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty. Right. And who says that that person broke in that way? Like, couldn't they have broken in another way? Or were they specifically looking at that area I think the window was, was found open at the time, mm-hmm. which could have been a, a, a decoy. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they're in the house. Uh-huh. Um, so the DA actually doesn't agree. And he determines there's not sufficient evidence to pursue a successful indictment. So, basically, there it goes. Interestingly, in October 2013, court documents were unsealed, and this revealed that the grand jury had recommended filing charges against the parents because they allowed for permitting the child to be in a threatening situation. That was all it said. I found I found that interesting. John and Patsy were also accused of hindering the prosecution of an unidentified person who had committed the crime of murder in the first degree and child abuse resulting in death. So basically the grand jury was like, yep, we think they did it. Let's go forward. And the DA, one person can go, nah, I don't think that it's enough. Skip it. Wow. Okay. So a decade later... That DNA is tested on John Bonet's clothing, and DNA is found from an unknown male plus another unknown male. Okay. The DA writes a letter formally acknowledging the parents are no longer considered a suspect because mm. their DNA didn't match. Okay. So let's talk about some notable suspects in this case. There's four of them. All right. Okay. Hang tight. Here we go. Gary Olivia was a local homeless man who hung out at a local church less than a block from the Ramsey home, but he didn't have a connection to the family and was eliminated based upon DNA. <laughs> there's this guy in the I was like, why is this funny? Because <laughs> there's a guy, his name's Bill McReynolds, and the first time I was like typing it out while I was listening... I wrote neg- n- uh, Negritols. I was like, Bill Negritols? Bill McGriddles? <laughs> McGriddles? I would like a McGriddle, please. <laughs> like, that sounds delicious. <laughs> so, Mr. McGriddles. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's also known as Santa. <laughs> so, he looks like Santa. He played Santa at the Ramsey Christmas parties. Okay. She actually gave him some, like, special... Uh, glitter dust for his beard. Oh, God. She was a very sweet little girl. Uh, so so the DNA doesn't match him. Oh, it doesn't? Okay. No. So then you have Michael Helgoth, who committed suicide after the DA threatened to find the suspect and was said he was narrowing the list. He had high-tech boots and a stun gun, but again, the DNA didn't match, and he didn't have a connection to the family. Huh. Okay. And the most interesting one, to say the best for last, is John Mark Carr. He says he did it. He confesses. He says, I love Jean Benet. She died accidentally. However, he wasn't even in the area during her murder. The DNA didn't match. And when he confessed, he was actually in Bangkok, Thailand. So this was in 2006. 
He was a 41-year-old elementary school teacher. He also sent emails under pen names such as Daxus the Conqueror. And then it's like dark, it's spelled D-R-K, P-R-N-Z. So these are pen names he would use. Okay. And also Alexis. Carl later claimed he was a transgender woman and changed her legal name to Alexis Valoran Reich. However, after getting a restraining order from him, a woman named Samantha Spiegel laid doubt around his transition, saying he intended to undergo gender reassignment surgery to get closer to young girls in a child sex cult called the Immaculates. Wow. Which in and of itself is a podcast story. (laughs) Okay, yeah, this all sounds very convoluted. I just found it interesting. Yeah. I was like, what a sex cult? What, 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 what? This this thing is all messed up, going in different ways. Yeah. So. So his DNA didn't match. No. Or her. I don't. Did Her. Did they transition? Let's not. uh, They did transition. Yes. Okay. So her DNA didn't match. No. It's very weird that someone would confess to a crime that they didn't actually commit, but I think People that's a that. thing that has happened in that's other cases I know, where it's like, what case was I listening to recently where someone confessed to a murder, but they were in prison when the murder happened? They were like, I did it! And they're like, no, you were actually in prison when this murder happened. And they were like, oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> no, never mind. Hashtag quote, in mental, Ill, Ill, in, in mental illness stigma. <laughs> Yeah. I was trying to plug, but I was like, blah, 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 blah. also, it's Mental Health Awareness Month, so quick plug for that. Oh. And you, the theme this year is You Are Not Alone. Oh, so, darn it. Reach out. You got NAMI. It's a good place to start. But what if I want to be alone? <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, you know what? We know our mental illness, and we're doing telehealth from home, so we're not alone. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. So, what are your thoughts? I am... I'm still leaning toward the parents myself. Um, I think that maybe it was a, I think the parents were involved somehow. I don't I think, do too. I don't think that they necessarily completed the murder. Maybe they, there was something going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes and maybe they got another person involved. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what could have been going on that they would have wanted their daughter yeah. dead. That's what I was questioning is what's the motive? Because the best example or best motive that they proposed was that she wet the bed. So, I mean, if they have really high standards for her, especially being a pageant, etc., then perhaps they have high standards for her if she wet the bed. But is that enough of a reason to, like, whack your kid across the, the skull that hard? Yeah, but then that, like, negates the third person. Yeah, ooh, ooh. I bonked it. I'm <laughs> wow, bonking that went loud. Yeah, is um, there another person that was on the scene? Because, like, the sexual assault thing, did they do that to make it look like she had been attacked? Because I can't imagine doing that. Did they just hire someone and be like, just do whatever, and the person was sick and they decided to do Ugh. that? Was, did one of the parents do it and plant evidence. Well, that's the thing with having the garret made from the paintbrush on site, the paper from on site. It's very odd. This is not premeditated. Yeah, it's very odd. Uh, and I know a lot of people suspected the brother too. Mhm. Um he still claims his innocence. I I it was cleared. 
But I don't know. It's a something very, happened. Something is not. Something is amiss no. in this family. And yes. like, let's face it, they are a wealthy white mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. and they're. I mean, privilege. They probably knew that they could get away with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Same thing you're thinking, though, like, what's the motive? But you don't know what's what's happening in people's Being lives. Being not premeditated, that's even more reason to say it's accidental. Yeah. But I, I do have a couple fun facts. Because are, I are think... Are fun? Well, you always ask, and I just <laughs> I just think that are, like, a couple extra plugs that I want to put in here. We'll just say facts. We're just going to say facts. Okay. Okay. Patsy actually passed away in 2006 from ovarian cancer and was buried next to her daughter. Okay. Jean Benet... I love this. Is remembered as kind, caring, and giving, and had many friends. Those who knew her described her as a very talented child who loved to sing and dance. She was very perceptive and curious about the world around her. Though a strong competitor, Jean Benet uh, brought Barbies um, along with other toys to share with the girls backstage. One of the pageant moms said, She was just your average kid. She was very happy, very energetic. She was always real friendly with the other girls. She was everyone's best friend. Aw. You know, the sweet girl. So I just, I don't know, we get so caught up in the aftermath of the tragedy that I just want to plug that she was known as a sweet little girl. I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was very sweet and mm-hmm. wonderful. And it's so, so sad when someone's life is cut short, and especially in such a horrific horrible way mm-hmm. it's just i can't mm-hmm. and i feel so sad that that i just wanted to happened. leave this cold case in between now and our next season for y'all to ponder and ponder it. you can ponder bigfoot ponder jean benet yeah oh, Get jean to ponder. Benet. i wonder if it'll ever be solved it's one of those ones that is gonna like go down in history of one of those mm-hmm. cases that's just unsolved, unsolved forever it's sad. I, I hope know. not. I hope someday something happens, but... It was just interesting. It is a very interesting case. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious. Sorry we ended on a bad note. <sighs> it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just go back to thinking about... Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Big tootsies. Big tootsies. <laughs> and yeah, this is the last episode of season one, guys. Don't worry. We, we dig it. We'll be back. Oh, yeah. For we, sure. We got, our, we got our reading glasses. We got our chains. We are in the closet finding out it's better for the the sounds. Yep. We are ready to boogie. Ready. Don't be jealous of my boogie. That is a another RuPaul's Drag Race reference. I'm sorry. I always do that. If anyone watches Drag Race, <laughs> they appreciate those. So if you guys would like to... Um, hop on over to our Instagram so you can see our cute faces wearing our glasses chains. I'm going to post pictures of that and I'm going to post pictures of the Yeti and we'll post some other pictures. We're always posting pictures because that's what Instagram is for. Indubitably. And our Instagram handle is at odds.ends.pod. And our email is the same at, no, the at comes later in yes. an email address, odds.ends.pod at gmail.com and if you love us which i know you do leave us a rating and a review it helps out so much it like boosts us up in the little algorithm 
my gosh. Of whatever yes. podcast app you're listening. I don't, I'm not really sure how it works. It's probably like <laughs> Bill Gates back there. It's like Google Analytics. You'll never understand. It just shows you numbers and you're yeah. like, oh boy, more people are listening. We're interesting. Yeah. So share us with your friends. Yeah. Do you have friends? Do you, if you don't, we're your friends. We are. We're but here for you. That sucks because you can't share it then. You're not alone. If you don't have friends, go make <laughs> some and then share it. Or don't make friends and stay home and enjoy us. Or that. Okay. <laughs> so Bye. we're going to get on out of here. Bye. Bye.